I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, all you Pit fans? It's the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Guys, it's a victory Sunday. That's because your Pit Panthers took down Northern Illinois 89-59 in a blowout win at the Pete. It felt like old times with Pitt taking down a non-conference opponent that had no reason to be in with them. And the Panthers did it. They did, they did a good job. And there were really good signs of where this team could be headed. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of people out there that they're going to say, well, it's just Northern Illinois, but that's the point. Last year, when Pitt took on Northern Illinois, it it won 59-50. to And the outcome, the outtake was, uh, the take from that was, well, the defense played well. Well, in this one, the defense played well and the offense played well. And I'd even say the offense played exceptionally well, shooting 14 or hitting 14 three-pointers in this game they shot 14 of 29 for a percentage of 48.3 that's only a slight percentage drop from their overall field goal percentage which was 50 percent shooting 30 of 60 in the game uh this is the kind of pit panthers that we were hoping to see from jeff capel right like everyone wants to see where where this team can go from this um and uh, and also, I think it's really important to point out, as as uh, Jeff Capel noted, twenty six of the of the team's thirty baskets came off of assists, showing that the offense is working. And you saw the fluidity against Northern Illinois. And again, this isn't a point you're supposed to take apart, but Northern Illinois came out in the zone that even against lesser opponents last year. I mean, even lesser opponents this year, like St. Francis, Pitt couldn't break St. Francis's zone. They struggled with it, and here they are breaking. You know they broke Drexel's zone pretty pretty nicely, and now this game they shattered the zone to the point where uh, Northern Illinois had to figure out, okay, we got to come out of the zone because they're killing us. Um, Pitt went ballistic from beyond the arc. Ithiel Horton showing what he what he was what everyone was excited about when he couldn't play last year and what everyone wanted to see this year. He went five of ten from beyond the arc. So at least two of them were NBA range, maybe even three of them. Um, but they, that that accounted for all 15 of his points in this game. He also had four assists because he was he was doing a really good job working with the offense, working setting up screens, working off screens, um, and doing things like that. Um, Xavier Johnson, another good performance. He it's it's funny his shooting stats are exactly the same as Audie's Tony in this game. Both had 15 points. Both went four of eight from the floor. Both went two of five from beyond the arc, and both went five of seven from the stripe. So, uh, really good stuff there. And both of them had three rebounds. It's, it, it was freaky. Now, uh, Xavier led the team with seven assists. That was pretty good. Um, but Justin Champagne was the star of this game. Um, even though Ithiel Horton was the shooting star of this game, Champagne was right behind him. He hit four of six on his three-pointers. He was eight of 13 from the field, hit two, two of four from the line. 
Uh, he had 22 points that led the team, and he had a double-double with 22 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, that He was showing to be the complete player that Jeff Capel has been looking for in, in Justin Champagny, both working on defense. He had two steals. Um, and he had the, he, he had uh, seven defensive rebounds, which is something that Capel said he really wanted to see out of his team. A really good showing all across the board, and the shooting was just was was what you needed. And I broke it down with my game story that you can read on dkpittsburghsports.com right now. If you're not a subscriber, please check us out. We're four ninety nine a month, thirty nine ninety nine a year. Um, you know we do we we do a lot of stuff, and you guys know I'm a big football film guy, but y'all don't know I I love me some hoops too. Um. And I broke down like several different possessions where you could see the shooting really take place for Pitt. And then once the shooting cracked Northern Illinois, how Pitt responded to it. And they were quick to recognize it. And part of this was what uh, was what Jeff Capel had been saying was that they wanted to come to fruition and they just needed experience to get. And, uh, you know, after that game, you know, one thing that Jeff Capel said before St. Francis and after St. Francis, it wasn't an excuse. He was legit saying, we haven't played anyone but ourselves. We don't know what our weaknesses are necessarily because, you know, our weaknesses are could be what our strengths are if we're, if we're just playing ourselves that way. Well, after two games, they took a week and they put together a complete performance. And um, you got to like seeing that from a group that you're trying to see if they're going to grow. And, and right now I'm seeing a lot of growth. Justin Champagne looking like a more complete player on both ends of the court. Xavier Johnson not just rushing headlong into traffic. He's taking legitimate shots. He's looking for assists. He's uh, He's got 25 assists on the season through three games. Pretty good look right there. Adis Tony looking like a complete player on both ends of the court, helping on defense and on offense. He had 15 points in this game. He leads the team with 55 through three games. Um, and then even players like Abdul Kareem Koulibaly, who stepped in as as the the main guy forward in the paint, um, he's not officially a center because he's not big enough. But he only had four points in this game. But you sensed his defensive presence, and he only had three rebounds. Like you wouldn't tell from his his stat stat sheet. But when when uh, Northern Illinois, now granted Northern Illinois, they don't got the big guys to you know that that, that they're gonna fit that Pitt will see in the AC, in the ACC. But when they tried to get big on Koulibaly, he stood his ground, kept him out, forced him to take tough shots, uh, forced some turnovers when they had to pick up their dribble and was sometimes a travel. That's what you wanted to see. And uh, Koulibaly looking like a more complete player than he did last year. Uh, Across the board, again, Pitt just in the double digits in a lot of important categories. 18 points points off the bench, 28 points in, in the paint, 33 points off turnovers. 18 forced turnovers, 16 second chance points off of 14 offensive rebounds, 16 points on fast breaks. This is what you wanted this athletic team to look like. Um, so ultimately, this was a this was a very good performance, a very good sign that Jeff Capel's putting this point pointing this program in the right direction. And this is not me saying that they're going to do this to every non-conference appointment from here on out, but these are the type of things you need to build right now. You know, I want fans. To, to get the, the thought of, of worrying about if this team could make the tournament, and, you know, one that we're not sure if the tournament can happen if COVID continues to get worse. Um, but if this team's going to, you know, you, I don't want you to worry about that tournament even if it does happen. I want you to focus on where this team is right now. Can it continue to grow in the way that it's growing right now? We've seen in three games, we've seen complete hopelessness in the offense and just the same old uh, stuff that you saw from – the uh, the Kevin Stallings days, where he would just kind of you know they would just pass around the arc and shoot, and nothing would happen. They wouldn't attack the zone right. Um, and then in the last game, you saw them start to do it better, but not 
you know, enough to be to show that like, hey, they're going in the right direction. And then this game, they put it all together. This is what they're supposed to do. Now they, they got another game. They got a game against Northwestern. They're a Power 5 team, so that's going to be important. And that's next Wednesday. Uh, that'll be on the road. Their first road game, too. We'll see how that goes with the Walsh Ryan Arena. Um, uh, I won't be there, but we will be covering it via our live file. Um, but, you know, this is a good sign. Now, if they can go to Northwestern and, and show that kind of talent in that game and show that kind of poise on offense to keep to the plan but also be aggressive – that's what you want to see. That means they're, they're headed in the right direction. This is still a very young group. At one point um, in the second half, well, several points in the second half, you, you saw Jeff Capel continuing to try to work to get his, his freshman in. And there were a few times when the game was still slightly within reach, excuse me, slightly within reach, where he put out one one you know veteran with four freshmen. And you'd see Femi Udakali come come out there you'd see Noah Collier come out there you'd see John Hughley out there who I, I like John Hughley he's a big burly dude um I think he just needs to settle down and figure out how to be burly um and he, he's thick uh you know cool Bali's more lanky and he's strong but like Hugley's like a bear like that's why he started in the first game Capel wanted to see how physical he can get and how he can control it he went three of ten from you know from the floor so you know that was kind of rough and they wanted to let him settle down. But in this game, you saw him start to try to use his physicality a little bit more. Good sign from him. Um, and again, the shooting is starting to open that up. Ithiel Horton, you know, hitting his shots from from behind the arc. And then when the when Pitt started hitting that, you saw the paint start to clear out. When the paint started to clear out, then they were going inside. You know, Justin Champagny, you know, getting a putback slam. Uh, you know, and then also feeding Audis Tony, who worked who worked his way in the paint, got 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 posted up and hit an easy shot with, with her an and one. Uh, really good stuff there across the board. I think Pitt basketball. That's the kind of game that you wanted to see from them. That's the that's the, the the kind of you know momentum, the control in a in a basketball game you need to see from Capel's program. We will see if that continues this upcoming Wednesday. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. Gotta talk some pit football because there was big news that happened this week, even though it was an off week before they played Georgia Tech this upcoming Thursday. We'll get into what that news was right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back here on the DKH2P podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Guys, uh, so of course, if you're a major Pitt fan, you know about this news already, but if, if you're like, you know, kind of just a casual Pitt fan, and, and I get that, you know, I you know growing up, I wasn't the biggest, you know, Pitt guy that learned all the stuff and learned all the recruit stuff, but Pitt snagged a major recruiting win this week. They got Naquan Brown, a defensive end from Virginia, Virginia Beach to be exact, and uh, this kid looks for real. He's a four-star recruit. Um, he's lanky, like he's, he's only 200 pounds and you're like, how can you be 200 pounds? But he's six foot three and he looks like an all around beast of an athlete. And he's also a guy who was a four-star recruit that was committed to LSU decommitted after all the problems LSU has had this year, then had to redecide, uh, what he was going to do. And he could have chosen between, but you know, other than Pitt, he had, there was Penn state, there was Michigan, there was Maryland, there was Tennessee, 
Virginia Tech, a lot of other programs, major Power 5 programs that he could have gone to. And where did he go? He went to Pitt. And it's being credited Chris Beatty, um, the team's wide receiver coach, for getting that done. And, uh, you know, people are more and more noting his ability to get into that Virginia area and get those strong recruits. Uh, you know, one of those guys, of course, Patrick Jones, the defensive end that's got the second most sacks in all of college football and uh, is getting ready to, you know, head into the NFL this year. Um, it, it, I, I put up a film analysis piece. If you want to go see some of just some of his highlights and, you know, it's high school highlights. I don't, I'm not trying to make too much of it, but. The stuff that I saw was that he was willing to go to different moves. And a lot of times in high school, especially when you're a physically dominant presence, like the way Naquan Brown looks, because the guy, the kid could play wide receiver and defensive end, um, you know, you, you just use your explosiveness. And that, that's a lot of what Bud Dupree was at Kentucky. You know, he was just super explosive, and he would just beat you off the ball, and he was too strong, too too fast, too explosive, too lanky, and, you, and if, if, you, if you were late in your steps, you were crushed. Um, but this Naquan Brown kid, like I saw, I saw him use a rip move. I saw him use a swim move. I saw him, you know, attack the, the offensive tackles hands before they can get set on him. Very smart stuff from the young kid. Now, granted, of course, this is high school. When you get to college, you start thinking, you start overthinking things. The game speeds up a lot more. You forget to use those moves. So I'm not saying that's immediately going to translate in this game, but I am saying that um, it's good to see those things in his mind, even in high school. And that's a lot to work with for Pat Narduzzi and Charlie Partridge, um, the team's defensive line coach. It, it, I think that Pitt could have another one. And it could come just in time because Rashad Weaver, Patrick Jones, both look like they're going to the draft this year. Um, and with Jalen Twyman gone, a lot of people are going to be asking, where's Pitt's pass rush going to go? Well, of course, it's going to be tough to expect Naquan Brown to contribute immediately. But the fact that you're getting a guy like that, again, again, a guy that was going to go to LSU, you know, when he committed, LSU, you know, they were still the reigning champs, and everyone's like, man, they're, they're going to they're, they're gonna be a powerhouse for quite some time. You know, they, you know LSU was a top-ranked team this year, and then they fell, they fell like a rock. And, uh... That's where he was going to go. And now he's like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm going to go here. So really good stuff um, for, for Pitt to win that recruiting battle. And I think and I heard I heard this one, this one, I only heard like one or two voices on this. But this was a take that I did here, so I want to address it on this show. I heard the take that this was actually a bad thing for Pitt. Because now, Nardu- you know, for the people that want Nar- uh, Pat Narduzzi gone, I'm not, nec- I'm not one of those people right now um I, I do think I was it was eerily close to it with the way that the team was in a free fall in the four game win streak and scrambling for answers but I also know this is a crazy year but for those people who um for those people who wanted to see him gone they might see this as a loss because Pat Narduzzi getting this kind of a recruit means that Heather Like and Pitt's administration could say, you know what? He's get he's he's still getting big name recruits. We need to give him time to keep building the program. To that I say, what are we talking about here? <laughs> he's 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 getting the recruits. Yeah, he, yeah, this year was rough. But I mean, come on. There's a lot going on with this year. The offensive line still has to figure a lot out. We do we do acknowledge there's a ton of problems on the offense. 
they they need a new system. I do think Mark Whipple. That's a different situation than Pat Narduzzi. I, I still, I if I'm Pat, I don't know how how you don't tell Mark Whipple to figure out a way to communicate your offense without making my quarterback run to the sideline every play. But this team has shown a lot of heart this year. Even against Clemson, when they were getting blown out, they weren't giving up in the end. And I said that after the game on this very podcast. You saw them really working. You saw them, you know, you know, try, trying their best even when the game was 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 over and the, the time was running out, Clemson was trying to run up the score and they were out there fighting and, and they ended up throwing up a goal line stand at the end of the game because Clemson wanted more points and Pitt wasn't having it. That's the kind of stuff that you want to see from your uh from from your team even in the later moments. When they're outmatched, outgunned. And it seems like Pat Narduzzi's developed several warriors like that, Kenny Pickett being one of them. Jimmy Morrissey being another. So got to think that this is a, you know, that you got to give him credit for that. And yes, are there plenty of holes in this team? Yeah, sure. Does he do things that you don't like? Like, you know, talking about Matt Canada at a coaching conference and, you know, embarrassing it, embarrassing himself and embarrassing the program? Yeah, sure. And I'm not brushing those off by saying, yeah, sure. But I'm saying those are a problem. But what's all? But what what you still see is you see a program that's working. You see a program that's that's still growing. And yes, he's had time. I agree. I'm not saying that he has a blank check right now for Pitt. But these are still wins we're seeing. And what might we need to see for Pat Narduzzi's program to turn the corner? I don't know. But I think absolutely part the offense is part of it. But if he can keep his defensive system together, if he can keep a pass rush that's for real, I think what you're going to see, you're going to see a, a pit defense that more and more people are willing to come to come to play for. Because people, people and I mean, think about it. The very week after they sacked Trevor Lawrence three times, twice it being Patrick Jones, once it being Rashad Weaver, they get this guy. And I said it back then. That's impressive that those guys were doing that because that's the same stuff Alex Highsmith did right before he got uh, – right, right right in his senior season, and then he got drafted by the Steelers, and now he's looking to start for the Steelers in uh, their home stretch of their season. And I think people are going to see that style of play, that aggressiveness, and think that's going to be fun to play for. And I'll start for these guys. And then people are going to see me like they see Patrick Jones and, and, and Rashad Weaver this year. Those are battles that are important. And that's how that's part of building a program. Now, yes, are there other things that Pat Narduzzi to do? Yup. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this. Again, I'm not saying I'm not giving him no blank check. But it's a big win. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's a minor win. But it's a big win in the recruiting process that we ain't seen from Pitt um over the years all the time especially when you get a guy that was committed to the reigning national champions and now he's and now he's coming to you so big win for the program something to celebrate two things to celebrate off this week a lot of great things here hope you pit fans got to enjoy both of them. I wrote about both the game and the acquisition of Naquan Brown 
on DKSpittsburghSports.com. You can check that out there. Thanks for listening to the DKH2P podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Um, we'll be in your ears later this week. Stay tuned for DKPittsburghSports.com. we got a lot of great stuff coming at you this way all week long on the DK Sports Radio Network.